Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctors Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we're putting on our feet. It's kind of exciting. It's the first time that we've actually all been back together in more than a hot second. It's been a really long time. Uh, and today on the docket, we are going to be talking about a new release coming from Mizuno, uh, the Mizuno Wave Rebellion. Uh, we're excited to talk about this shoe, but before we do that, um, we also just want to give a couple updates on our lives a little bit more in the realm of just some equipment or some things we've been using in our training that we want to give some shout outs to. None of these are like sponsors or anything. This is just stuff that we've been using on our runs, um, whether they're for testing or not. Um, and we just want to kind of talk about a couple of them. But Matt, do you want to do you want to start with something? Sure. Uh, I got to give a shout out. My wife is partially sponsored wife. by wife right hot, but I got hot married. Dog. um wife is sponsored by spring energy so i steal her spring stuff uh so i really enjoy the oatmeal fruit energy i'm always looking for the highest calorie things just because both the amount i run and what i'm doing in terms of like school and work i tend to lose weight really fast so i'm always looking for ways to keep uh as much energy in me as possible and i love these they're super expensive but it goes down smooth. I would not expect it will take 300 calories in that smoothly without any stomach issues, but I've never had any. So I'm really liking these. They're solid. Uh, probably other really big thing I didn't expect, like we are doing, I am doing a review on this, is the Decker's Never Stop Pack. This thing is awesome. I've had a couple running packs in my life because I've commuted to work or school before uh, run commuting. And I've always used like, not the greatest ones or not what they were supposed to be. And I've used one legit one. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. It's become my main backpack in general. I can carry a computer. I can carry all kinds of stuff. So shout out. We'll have, I'll have a review of this coming up probably in the next couple days or so, but yeah, that's what, what I'm using that we're not, not shoe related. Uh, we do have a shorts review coming up and I, I, and that will, I'll have out and I'll talk about the uh, BOA alpaca short, which is literally my favorite short ever now but i will stop talking and let somebody else have a turn on my news feed on my news feed it said matt klein commented on boa whatever yeah. and it was like this is my favorite short ever it is <laughs> seven pockets right i can stick like a bunch of gels and it, the back pocket's big enough that i can fit keys and more stuff in there and it doesn't fall off there and they're like a one inch split short it's awesome it's my favorite short. i just I just think the Facebook algorithms are scaring me that they tell me when you comment on Boa's stuff. I mean, totally. It's fine. It is terrible. I got but... notified about you having a picture of your son or something one time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, cool. I mean, I would like to know that, I guess. Like, that's yeah. awesome. That's a nice picture. Like, yes. <laughs> and then I moved, you know, that's I, right. I was like, I don't know if I really I... need to be notified on this. I wasn't tagged. I literally just did that like two or three hours ago, too right super weird yeah well i'll go next because i have one in the vein of yours so instead of spring energy i'm i've been using these huma huma i bought these um 
on my own. And I'm marathon training right now. And I'm kind of in the climb of just building on mileage. And I've, I've never used, um, consistently used Yule. <laughs> I'm like the kind of person that would just go out for 16 miles and just not eat or drink anything and then feel like junk the rest of the day and during the run. But, um, I have used, you know, cliff two, like the two blocks, um, I've used, you know, goo gels, the goo brand stuff. Um, and th- these I've haven't had anything that goes down so smoothly and doesn't leave any stickiness or like tackiness in my mouth. Um, and they taste phenomenal. Strawberry is probably my favorite that or mango. I got the variety pack, the mango, super tasty. And, um, they're, chia energy gels so they have a lot of chia and then um that's kind of where they get their main stuff but it's i've been really enjoying them i get excited because they taste really good so i can't wait till like 45 minutes into my run when i can have one um the other thing is this hat we debated how to say it we're gonna go with cl um i got this running hat um from their website and i love it for all these like super humid runs because it acts as like a sweatband um and it just keeps us my head from just dripping sweat into my eyes. So wear it all the time, probably wear it for my marathon. And then something for, uh, that we actually got sent for test is, um, Osmo hydration stuff. And so I've been using the preload right here before my long runs, it's flavors, pineapple margarita. And I literally gag every time I try to drink it. It is awful. It tastes terrible. I've had multiple people try it and they're like, no, I, I would not suffer through that. So I, I feel like I got to try a different flavor because this is really, really bad, but it, it, I felt good on my runs, you know, this combined with, I'm taking some, you know, some salt, what are those salt stick things? And then I'm having the, the gels. I'm going all out uh, with the nutrition stuff. Dave Ames is coaching me. So he's telling me, well, just do this. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. And so I'm just doing what he says. And it's, I feel way better after long runs when I'm not just like in hypoglycemia, you know? Yeah. Not seeing stars or apparitions or jaguars and hammocks. I have a different, (laughs) I have a different flavor of the Osborne. I can say that it does taste decent. And I I really like, I don't remember if it's preload or if it's, it's one of like the, the other high, one. yeah, it's the high salt one that has saved me so many times in Southern California recently where it's just getting like, especially coming back from a run. I'm like, I am not feeling good. I did not hydrate or get enough salt. It's been a really good way to like get the electric, like salt levels back up really quickly. So doesn't, it to tastes be, fine to me. To be fair, I have their active hydration lemon yeah. lime, which is yeah. much more palatable. Yeah. This is, I would say this is just not palatable. Right. It's really bad. <laughs> send it to me I'll, I'll drink it also i mean i'm using it i mean like oh, okay. the function the function of it is fine like right. it's doing its job but i just got to stuck it down mix it with something else it'll be fine yeah i mean i don't think it's that bad i have it too oh you do you have the yeah. pineapple margarita it's awful you like it i mean i don't know if i like it but i don't think i hate it like <gasps> it just tastes like a supplement like they all kind of have that kind of chalkiness to it you know a good chunk of them do at least but um i mean yeah i guess i'll, I'll mention osmo I, I do like the osmo product so far i put the sticker on my laptop um 
Uh, you guys are mentioning gel products. I probably like the SIS gels. Uh, has some water mixed in with it. It goes down pretty smooth. I just don't like that the packs are big. They're kind of like packs long. are huge. Yeah, yes. I have the naked belt, so I can kind of just slide it in there, and then like it's not really that much of a problem. But um, I like those. They go down easy. They they work well. I don't know what the acronym is like sport and science or something like that. I don't know. SIS. Um, there's that. That's and right. then recently had birthday festivities and I received a wonderful, pleasant, very good smelling candle from our founder with a saying on it that I will not repeat on air. <laughs> <laughs> For this probably is, good reasons. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is, I would like to note it. This is David's DJ's favorite phrase. We hear it eight, phrase. eight or nine, eight or nine times a day on a slow day. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, that's awesome. And Nathan sent me some taco shorts, so so we're all we're all. In Bach, Bach helped with those. Yeah, we went Shout in together. Bach and Nathan. Yep, I can't take all the cred. Well, cool. Well, that, that was fun to hear kind of what y'all are using, but now we get to dive into our review uh, of the Wave Rebellion on our website, darksrunning.com. We have a full written review out um, and this is kind of a unique shoe. So we did want to give it, uh, or, uh, the shoe is unique, but also our, our take on the shoe is unique. And we think that the written review captured some of it, but we do think we'll be able to flesh out a lot more here because we do think this could be a polarizing shoe in terms of how people like it or not and why people might like it and might not. But I do want to dive into a couple of the specs of the shoe before we go in. So the upper is an engineered mesh, uh, pretty much one big unit through the whole thing. It has a gusseted tongue, very thin. We'll talk into the details of that. The midsole is where Mizuno really kind of vamped forward in their um, product. Uh, so they have a PVAX based midsole called Energy Light. And then they also have a glass fiber, fiberglass, glass fiber plate uh, that goes from the heel okay. and then is bifurcated uh, at the mid to forefoot. And so you can actually see, uh, can you see mine very well? Oh, Matt's is much cleaner. Yep. So you can kind of see on mats where it splits and it goes longer on the medial side and shorter on the lateral side. And so you have this bifurcated plate that keeps the longitudinal stiffness. Uh, and then the outsole is a very uh, kind of aggressive lugs that, that sit on the outside. And there you go. And oh, eight, eight millimeter drop. And then when I measure my size, uh, nine, I get 8.8, 8.7 ounces. The other thing in terms of stack, I did want to talk about that. Do we have stack written down here? I don't think, I think it's, I don't know if we ever got stack. I think it's 34 or 35 in the heel. Um, so it's up there. It's getting up there. Yep. It's definitely that's not kind a low of, stack show. That's for sure. Right. So that's the main construct of the shoe, but let's, let's start with talking about fit. I think this is an interesting topic. And before we even go too far, our contact at Mizuno did tell us that these sample models might be, might be uh, slightly different than the final production. And so we did note that in our review because for a couple of our testers, it ran 
we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how it ran, but these, the, the fit might be a little bit different, but we're going to talk about how it fit, but also the construction and how it worked in terms of performance. So David, do you want to start with all of that? Sure. Since uh, just talking about fit, I mean, for me, it fits true to size. I know for you guys, it wasn't quite the case, but I mean, it probably fits a little bit short. I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't irritate my toes or anything like it fits. Okay. Um, I think the upper itself has a little bit of stretch and give to it, especially medially and laterally. And by some design, I think that actually was intentional, but I think it, it doesn't come to fruition like I would like it to. It feels like your foot can almost translate a little bit when you're taking harder turns or things like that. It doesn't feel like it expands to your foot. It just feels like you have more movement to, to translate on, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I felt like the heel security on it could have been a little bit better in the back. It wasn't horrible. I mean, I just used the last eyelet that solved it completely. Um, it's funny because I actually really, really love this shoe. It's just the upper isn't that great for me. Um, there's a pretty rigid heel counter in here. It does okay. It's lightly padded. Nothing too crazy there. It's just got like a performance trainer upper to it, basically. Um, the mesh itself is it's breathable enough. I, did, I just think a more supportive material that has a little less stretch or expansion to it might be a little nicer. There's a toe guard up front. Again, I didn't have any problems. I thought it was fine. I mean, if, if the length fit was an issue, then that would obviously be an issue as well. Um, I didn't have any problems, but for me, it was mostly just the midfoot translation, the a little bit of the heel lockdown and just kind of the material. The tongue kind of slides around a little too, but Otherwise, I mean, lays it down pretty well and it, it did okay for me. Yeah, why don't you go? Yeah, I had where it fit slightly short. I wouldn't say fully a half size. So I was really nervous to go up a half size. So I ended up going with my true size, so size 10. And it definitely fit short. It was way worse when I started, but I kept at it. And I have, as of today, 90 miles on my pair. So it has lengthened out a little bit. I'll be honest, a lot of my miles... I wore, I can't wear my normal thickness socks. I have to wear super thin socks or run barefoot, which is why Nathan saw me smell my shoe earlier. Cause I'm like, I can smell these cause I've worn them sockless so much. So Gross. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Um, but it does fit, I would say maybe a quarter size small. So if you're between sizes, I would definitely go up unless we, unless, unless the production models or pairs start fit differently. Uh, I totally agree with David where, you know, uppers, pretty decent outside of that you know there's a really solid heel counter up back here that didn't bother me at all there's some padding in the rear foot in the rear foot that offset that so it didn't bug me it just makes things really stable up front or up, up in the back in the midfoot forefoot things are just this light upper that tends to stretch decently i didn't really have any security issues from the upper too much other than the fact that i did get some heel slippage and the problem is that tongue, it's it's just bigger than it needs to be. Like this thing is huge. Yeah, it's pretty wide. And so it's super wide. where I would need protection <clears throat> from the laces, it's not it's not there. Like it's super thin right here below this big thick thing. So when I tried to like lace lock and lock this the shoe down, I was getting a lot of pressure in like the front of my ankle. It's called the talocrural joint. And so it went away after a little bit, but I just think the tongue just got to reinforce a little bit. I didn't have any trouble with the toe guard um, other than like wearing thicker socks. It pressed in just because the shoe's short, short, but I was able to wear this shoe sockless for probably 30 ish miles. 
and didn't have any issue. I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't advise that a ton. I, I really have grown to appreciate socks, especially in the hot Southern California summer that we've had, but it did the job. And so, yeah, I do prefer shorts. Thank you, DJ, that you keep showing the shorts there. That's great. But yeah, it's snug throughout definitely fits like a performance channel. I'm very curious to see what it feels like if it is more, when it is more true to size for me. So I might try a production pair and see if that's any different, but nice soft upper on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's comfy. I think I probably things, sorry, things we're thankful for dry max socks. Don't make your shoes smell. Dry max. I actually been using those too. They're real good. I have the Drymax. The ones I use that, that work with this is the Hyper Thin. One. That's what I have. Those are my favorite. I don't know what these are. Um, I probably had the, the worst experience in fit in terms of length of everybody. If I if I went, it felt a good half size short for me where if I went more any more than five miles, my toes would be sore at the end. And that, because the toe guard is significant. It's not yeah. like, the, it's not super soft. It is, it is present. Um, and at the same time, I probably had the best heel security of everyone as well. I did use the final eyelet because if I didn't, um, I had issues, but that might be, I was just bursting out of the shoe to begin with. So I probably just needed half size in this model. Um, who knows what final production exactly will look like. Um, but I think the, the biggest issue I had was with the tongue. We, you guys talked about how wide it was in the top. I think that down lower too, it would just fold over itself because it was so thin. And then it just, it just was an awkward tongue. I think that they could just simplify it. I'm guessing they wanted the wave rebellion to pop on the top, like the, the branding of it, because it's yeah, written across. Sense. So it, it kind of showed really well, but I think you kind of lost some of just step in comfort with that. But otherwise for me, it, the, the rest of it performed really, really well. Like my heel was locked in there. The midfoot felt really comfortable. It's that softer mesh. The, um, the gusseted tongue has an extra layer of kind of padding through there. So I thought it was really comfortable. It just was really short. So I loved how it fit minus the, the length, which is obviously a huge deal. So it takes right. the fit from working well to, to not, but I think we've talked about, um, refining this upper a little bit. I think the way you talked about it, David, was the best. Whereas instead of starting small and kind of accommodating to your foot, it just allowed your foot to scosh around a little bit on those sharper turns where they could refine it to be dialed in in the midfoot a little bit more so that it, 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 it expands because of the elasticity that it has instead of having extra after you step in. So... All right. Well, let's move on to the ride of this guy, kind of the midsole outsole combination and how it performed for you guys on runs. I think David has probably brought it through the most versatile types of runs and Matt's brought it through the most amount of miles. So I'd love to hear from you guys first. Yeah. DJ um, go first. What's that? DJ go first. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've taken it through quite a bit. I've taken it through long tempos, some shorter workouts, hill repeats. I got a trail segment in them, uh, and I've taken them on just daily mileage. I probably have a little less than 70 on mine uh, as far as mileage goes. Um, I like it. I mean, I really, really like this shoe. It's almost like the Wave Rider I always wanted. I mean, it's, it's very much a performance-based shoe, but 
the padding and the, the cushioning, it's actually like, it's enough for daily training as well. And it doesn't feel bad when I run slow in it. It feels nice when I pick it up. I mean, it's a performance shoe. It's plated, it's P-backs midsole. Like it feels nice and smooth when I pick up the pace, but it doesn't, it's not a deal breaker when I run slow either. So it ends up being one of those shoes that I just kind of constantly want to keep reaching for. Like I just, I enjoy the ride of it. I enjoy the responsiveness and the snappiness to it. It's a little bit rigid, which is fine. I mean, most performance shoes are, and it's plated. Um, but they've got a pretty decent little like posterior lateral heel bevel there. They have a crash pad down through here. They have <laughs> nice little toe spring there with some flexibility. It's a crash pad. You crash on it. That's a thing. That's a, it's a different argument here. I feel like you brought it up just, just to see how I'd respond. Partially. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we, I feel like to bring people in, we, we've had conversations about so there, I feel like there's a difference between what a crash pad is and what certain companies call crash pads. And so definitely, I, I think- Is this a like, crash pad? Yeah, that's what a crash pad would be, right? It's what you yeah, land on. Yeah, okay. Yes, so we agree, I think we agree there. I think that Hoka calls their extended heels crash pads. So like the thing you're not actually landing on with the extended heel, they call a crash pad. I mean, this is a conversation about Mizuno, but- <laughs> I know, but I think that's why he brought up crash pads because uh, yeah, because we we've had conversations about how it. do we call anyway. it like initial contact point for heel strikers? Yes, that because everyone talks that way, Matt. <laughs> they do in my little world of and of initial one. contact and loading response yeah. for heel strikers. <laughs> for poor heel strikers. No, but I mean, I actually I really do enjoy the shoe. Uh, for a speed shoe, it does feel a little bit higher drop, so. I don't know what the actual drop ratio is on it, but it feels kind of similar. Eight, okay. Um, it feels pretty similar to a lot of the other Mizuno shoes, but once I pick up the pace and I'm landing a little bit harder on it, it seems to smoothen out a little more through that midfoot and forefoot. Um, but it's good. I mean, the most uh, the shoe that I would compare it closest to, and I might get some backlash on this, but would be the Endorphin uh, Endorphin Speed. I mean, it feels very much like a training companion to me. This is a shoe I would love to do my workouts in. I've done multiple workouts in it. I like to keep reaching for it. I can warm up and cool down in it, but I feel like this one's a little bit more versatile in the aspect that I can do daily runs in it too. Whereas the endorphin speed, I don't really like doing daily runs in it. It feels a little bit too performance-based, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, you know, for the workouts and things, it's just, it's just more performance focused. Whereas like this one's got a little bit more weight to it. Um, not, not much, but a little bit more weight to it and a little bit more on the trainer side of things that can run fast. Whereas the other one is run fast. And if you really want to, you can daily train in it. I think there are some areas where we had a similar experience and then others where it was different. I think <clears throat> for me, I, I felt like, um, where to start? I guess I'll start here in the back. So this was for me, the best heel that Mizuno has done. I think that they usually have with the 12 millimeter drop that they usually have. Um, and they only do kind of a slight bevel in their heels. Usually they're a little clunky for me, just, just slightly. And Mizuno's, you know, the wave rider has been one of my favorite shoes always. Um, it works for me, but I think this was their best integration you kind of showed it, but it's their biggest bevel. They, they put it laterally. And then I think the eight millimeter drop does help. Um, for me, when I took this more at daily 
paces, I could do it. Um, but when I would really kind of dip down into some more recovery paces, we will probably talk about this later, but there, there's actually not a full contact outsole here. They, they have a little bit of a vamp, so nah, ramp, I don't know, little curvature uh, here that uh, brings the midfoot up off the ground. And when I'd run at slower paces, I could feel the transition kind of pretty abrupt from the heel to the forefoot where I would kind of feel that mid midfoot come down. So go like clunk, 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 like come down and up. So I could feel that kind of a gallop through the shoe. Whereas when I picked it up, it didn't do that at all and felt really smooth. So for me, I didn't love it for kind of that slower stuff, but when I picked up the pace, it felt really smooth and the compression of the foam when I, I felt like, so there's certain shoes that when you put more into it, they feel like they change and they get, give more back. I think this was one of those foams more than most others for me, where when I really started to put stuff in through the heel, the foam would really compress and feel a lot more responsive um, in the heel, not so much in the forefoot. I felt like the forefoot was just a pretty rigid, firm platform for pushing off, but it does have a solid toe spring that makes it smooth, but it doesn't feel as compressive as the heel did for me when I would be kind of picking up the pace in the shoe. So like, like David, I could, I felt like it could uh, pick up the pace for me, really good workout shoe. I just didn't love it as much for daily miles, mainly because of the lack of contact here, which we can talk about later, but Matt, what were your thoughts? You know, this, with the exception of the fit, this would probably be like my perfect trainer. I, I love lightweight trainers. It's what I love training in. I do agree with David though, that the speed is, is enough for the uh, endorphin speed is performance performance oriented enough that I didn't really enjoy doing daily miles in, but there's other, other shoes definitely like this one where it, it works very well for what I like. I agree with what, what they said though, where for me, I did notice, and I think it's the shape of the plate too, that I think, and I, you know, I have my gripes about this, but I think they're trying to follow the shape of the plate that starts here, elevates a little bit. And this, these are little sidewalls that we'll talk about earlier. Then it comes down. I found when warming up and really slow recovery miles, it just felt like I would, and I'm a heel striker. It would compress this and had to get up and over this thing. And then it would smooth out. So for that reason, I'm, I'm with Nathan that I enjoyed it more for normal pace runs and up tempo runs. And even like some like longer tempos more than pure recovery. But again, I got to give Mizuno credit because this is pretty smooth. I think the lateral biased heel bevel was really well integrated. This, this P backs based foam is firmer. It's not like some other foams out there. I I'd say it's you know, similar, if a little firmer than Saucony's power on PB, but once you get it moving, it's nice. If you like firmer shoes, this will do well for you. So I, I like firmer shoes that still have protection under them. So it works very, very well for me. And I got to be honest, I'm really impressed. This is my, let's see, where's my left shoe. I have 90 miles on them right now, and I still haven't worn through the outsole. So normally I get nervous with these lugs been fine the traction is phenomenal i've used them on trails i've done up temple trail runs road runs it's been fine so i think the the sole is really good my only it my only thing is i do feel what nathan's talking about where that kind of transition across here and i think it's just because you need to put a certain amount of force to the shoe at a certain pace to really engage the plate the correct way but i you know 
I still wish this was more full ground contact just to get that more rocker effect, which I think is necessary with any plated shoe. If you're going to create that much stiffness, you need to have a rocker in there, but that's just me. It's the nice thing too, is it's there, even though there's a plate, there is still some flexibility through here, which is always nice to have. Um, especially daily training. I can't handle carbon plated shoes for daily training if they're too stiff for anything else. Like I can handle this apparently. And some of the other things, a little bit of the speed, but yeah. So definitely if, if I was going to choose this lightweight trainer, little bit performance oriented, not light enough in my mind to be a racing flat, but definitely workouts and daily trainings for people that like this is going to be good. Other people that are not used to firm rides, this is going to be a workout shoe. Um, that still has plenty of perfect protection, but it's just got some good, uh, the grip by the way, on track is nuts. Like it felt like a track spike. And by that time, fortunately I'd worn these down a little bit, but I'm pretty sure if these were more significant, I might've tripped just because the amount of traction you get with, I'm very like, my gait is very like reach out in front of me and like skid a little bit. So yeah, I'm, I like the ride. The ride is really good. It works very well for me but it's firm. And so yep. not like bone crushing firm, but it's definitely on the firm end. So you got to like that. If you want to try this shoe. I will say too, I mean, that's not everyone's experience. I didn't feel this at all. I actually thought it was pretty smooth overall for me at pretty much any pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have different mechanics slightly. And that, that's just a different story for everyone. But for yep. me, it's mostly the upper. Yeah. I actually really like the sole. I mean, it's it's like the ideal performance trainer yeah. for me, lightweight trainer. Yeah. So I think if they for me, if they if they just fix the fit <clears> just a little bit, I this is again same thing. Even though the fit is short, I keep reaching for this shoe for a variety of things. So it's it's been a good one. Yeah, I think I think there's something. Well, two. I guess I'll say just to kind of reintegrate. I think that the outsole lugs like this is definitely not a traditional outsole. Um, more aggressive, pretty rigid rubber that's down here, but it's much quieter than I expected it to be. It's not like you're flopping down the road. Um, it's much quieter and it just, it does grip phenomenal. It did, did well on dirt, did well on the roads, sand, like sandy areas on the roads, um, did really well. Um, I think what's unique about our testing crew here is that we all, uh, have some level of we're, we're not a uh, huge preference towards the, all these soft foams coming out. Um, that's not where we all vibe. I think the most, the person who can do the most is David. I feel like you have this ability to handle really soft and really firm and having preferences both ways, depending on kind of what you're doing. I know Matt and I both veer heavily towards the things that are more firm. And so I think that is unique for, oh yeah, Nova Blast too. DJ is open the Nova Blast right 2, there. which is a great shoe, just not one that I can handle for long periods just because it's so soft. Yeah. That's me, right? Other people yeah. are doing very well in it. And so I feel like I just happen to have see... the two extremes right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's so firm, right? Right. Yeah. Glide, so glide ride too. Yep. I do very well in the Noosa Try that the new 13 one did very well for me, but it's very firm. So it'll just mm-hmm. depend on the preference. So we always tell people that ask us, ask us about this, that we like having a variety of testers because you need to figure out what your preference is and then find the tester that's most similar to you and then go get, read your review based on that because every, every yeah. body is different. Let's, um, let's transition now to talking about 
kind of some mechanics, shoe mechanics, construction based on stability and beyond. So, I mean, we can, you can talk about anything kind of thoughts as a DPT, um, but also stability. We, I'm interested in the stability. I seeing the narrow midfoot like this was a big, and then having it elevated was a big no, no, but to me, the shoe ended up still being fairly stable. And I think the reasoning for that is a it's firm. And then B the plate, if you can see on both sides actually comes up around the foot. And I, as I kind of broke the midsole a little bit, I felt that more, especially on turns. I'm like, Oh wow. That's acting almost like, like true arch support, not like a post, but it's like up in there. So I think that offsets it somewhat. It can make it, this still is, can be a little unstable, um, just especially on turns and technical terrain, but it, they did a good job offsetting that. I'm just, and then the, the, you know, obviously going into the plate, it's, it's bifurcated. It's a point. The fact that it's longer on the medial side means if you pivot off the, if you can pivot off the medial side, you're going to probably get a little bit more pop off that. If it's too stiff, it is going to guide people laterally so that for people that go too much medial, this might be a good shoe. The forefoot's already really stable, but yeah, I'm just curious about this. I, I don't understand other than maybe they're following the plate. Why? And I'm seeing this in a couple of the shoes, like, you know, I this, this meaning, you know, like the, what's going to call it where they like the, it's not like, where they've gotten things out of the way for like a trustic system, but it's just kind of like elevates up just this midfoot yes. elevation. Yeah. Well, the speed does it a little bit speed. And yeah. It's almost like having like, they just like they broke the rocker up and it's now what it's now two. And I don't quite understand mm-hmm. purpose wise what that's for. If there's a benefit, if there's a negative um, definitely running slow, I can feel it. When I picked up yeah. the pace, I couldn't feel that. And I think it's because I was compressing the sole a lot, but I'm curious to know what you two think about that. Good, bad. So from a, from a feel standpoint, it didn't feel great for me. I think that was the one part that took away some of just rolling through. I think I could see theoretically the idea of providing this. So if there was full contact, it wouldn't allow any flex of the plate, right? In theory except for the the changes in your in your foot angles but the idea of if you have elevation of the midsole uh, of the outsole through the midfoot it would allow that to flatten out which would load the plate in a direction that as you come up it would allow it to flex back the other direction so i don't know if it's a way to try to store some potential energy to create some propulsion um and i don't know how effective that is in this direction uh, if it's trying to create some of that, you know, does that make sense? So you're trying to create yeah. kind of a dorsiflexion position flex of the plate that would spring off the other direction. That was the one idea that I had uh, in terms of trying to create a more efficient run, but they do the same thing in the um, sky five, which is not a shoe that's made for speed. And so I can't imagine that that was the rationale there. So I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, they did have it. It's small, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah, if you have it in your hands and you, you know, if you were to put it on a table, you could see there's a good four to five inches that aren't on the table. You mean inches? You mean millimeters? Sorry, centimeters. Even centimeters is a lot. Millimeters? It's like this far. 
the oh, place. Oh, I was... think he's saying like lengthwise, not. Yes, not height. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, They're yeah. both okay. like <laughs> even forty <laughs> millimeters of stack is four centimeters. Like, like what? They just cut just, it out. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> From back to front. Yeah. From back to front. <laughs> like, is he talking about? I mean, the, I think uh, it. I don't know. I think it just has to do with the flexibility of the region. I think the idea in some ways is to create two rocker points, or if you're landing harder on it from the back to just have one, I think it just kind of accommodates both. I mean, maybe it just didn't get across with the stiffness of the plate on this one. I don't know if that's their goal or not, but it does seem like you can land from the midfoot forward and be comfortable and you can land back here and be comfortable where it's not like going to be slappy off the heel, but fine from here forward, or you can run really nice off the heel, but it's going to feel like you're on a ballerina shoe or something trying to move from the forefoot. So I think it almost makes the ride of it a little bit more versatile to different foot types and biomechanics. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but I don't know. I mean, and also just a little bit of flex for the plate. That was kind of originally what I was thinking too, just not necessarily for energy return, but just to smoothen the landing out. You know, the shoe it almost reminded me of, like not based on the look, is some of the old Skechers M-Strike shoes that just had like, because for me, I can, if I'm like warming up in it, I can feel the the plate where it elevates up. Because I think, again, that they're trying to imitate the, the way the plate goes. Is at, This is one of the few shoes that I think where, because most of them start here and then they'll curve or they'll do some kind of like little spoon. Yeah, not a lot of them like come up into the midfoot. So maybe they're trying to compress that, but that was the closest thing I could think of when I was running slow is because I, I land and compress this, have to get up over that. It's not horrible. It's just like, well, it's, what's that? And it felt kind of like the Skechers, like the older, like more in, like intense M-Strike stuff. And I'm pretty sure this this thicker area of the yeah. plate is not thick all the way through. It's no, just a cup. Yeah, it's like, a cup. It's like this. Each yeah, side. Just a cup. Yeah, it cups both sides, which to me was very interesting. And one of the things I talked about, like I think the one of the few shoes outside the first version of the X-Step 160 um, that that one came up a little bit. This is one of the first shoes where I've seen them elevate and do a cupping or sidewall with the plate, which to me is interesting, which is why I think it, if, if, if it wasn't for that, I don't think the shoe would have worked for me, but right. it's definitely noticeable when I take turns, I can feel that thing in my foot. And so definitely guides you pretty far through that midfoot. But it was interesting. I'm not, I'm really curious. To, I don't, there's not a lot, I think on plate design in terms of research out there. Cause it's so hard because you got to design the plate, make the shoe, which is insanely expensive just to change shoe last. You, like you'd have to have some experienced shoe cobbler and make these in a lab. And so you need a footwear company to do this, which is inherent bias. But I don't think there's a lot of research on plate design um, that I'm aware of. So I'm curious to know what this is doing and which one, what they're seeing in terms of like testing in terms of efficiency and stuff like that. But what do you guys think? Like the elevation there at the midfoot? We I mean, kind I of think we that. I think we covered it for the most part. Yeah, we did. I just asked you questions already covered. That's awkward. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I as far as stability goes, I mean, I never really went into to my take on that fully, but I think it's pretty stable overall. I think the traction's great. I think the ride's great. I mean, for being a P-backs-based plated shoe, like, I think overall, this thing is pretty solid on stability. It's just the upper. The upper mm -hmm. does give a sense of insecurity, especially Matt said it earlier when you're in trails or if you're taking sharp turns, like I can feel it. 
Um, but besides that, I mean, if I think if you dial in that a little bit better, like this could be a trainer of the year for me. Like, yeah, I think the fit yeah. it was a little better. This would be a trainer of the year for me too. Yeah, I think <clears throat> depending on what the direction Mizuno is going, you know, if this is going to be their top-notch performer or if they have others in the works um, for kind of another next level, like marathon racer, I think I'd like to see them widen the midfoot a bit because then you know what do you you add 0.2 ounces or something this already isn't the lightest shoe out there um so add a little just a little bit like through here so that there's a little bit more contact create the full contact outsole and then soften it just a just a touch not a lot because i like the firmer ride too but i think if you do that you create this shoe that can just do anything at any time um kind of in the lines of what you guys are saying in terms of trainer of the year. But I think for me, it's, it is stable, pretty stable. I think the midfoot lacking the contact of the outsole in that area, and then just being more narrow here, even being more narrow here. But like we said, it does make up for it with some of the plate design here, having that cupping and width that's given through the plate. I think they could just take it one notch up in terms of being a neutrally stable shoe and it could do pretty much anything and be awesome but if this is going to be their you know their top speed racer um you might not want to do that because you want to keep as much weight down for that kind of right. stuff so it just depends on what they want to do right it's always interesting so, to where, where companies are going with that like what's the tar what's the specific target audience who they're looking for and so there's definitely right. a unique one is it's a little firmer but yeah. i think it'll still make a lot of people happy that want that performance trainer from what we've gathered from Mizuno, though, like this is definitely what you guys have talked about. Like this is their, they have the Wave Rider, which is everyday trainer, has some versatility to it. Then you have that the more premium, heavier, just plush models. This is really their first step into performance here in the U.S. They have stuff, lots of stuff. Lots overseas, of stuff in, in the U.S., yeah this is this is their first step there so this is in that vein of a performance trainer can can be a racer i mean david the runs you've done in it show that it it didn't slow it didn't keep you from doing your workouts you know no like it no wasn't i like, mean i oh, did man jesus well, there it was like a eight mile cut down down to like five ten pace or something like starting was, yeah i, I mean good. i not i clicked off quite a bit of fast miles in it and it was fine mizuno has had some lightweight trainers they just haven't been on this level of performance that we've seen come through the shoe this actually reminds me of most does anybody did anybody ever run in the wave sayonara no that was the first version not the other ones but the wave sayonara was a favorite of mine back in the day and this shoe reminds me of that quite a bit where it's firmer mm. fit was just a teeny bit off but i managed to get it dialed in and i loved it for daily training just because i love firmer shoes and i could do any workout i wanted and I know a lot of people that raced in it too. So cool. All right. So here's my question for you. If this shoe, <laughs> Matt loves these. If we haven't this done shoe... this in so long. I haven't had to mentally prepare for this. I know. If this shoe were a fruit, what fruit would it be and why? silence crickets 
I've got a couple in mind. I'm just trying to finalize my answer. Oh, one that's inappropriate, kind of like inappropriate, but I might go with it anyway. DJ, why don't you process yours? Yeah. Or I could just say I'm both. I'll let Matt go first. And then no, DJ, go for I want to go last. I need to pro mentally process what I'm going to say. All right. I'm going to say either a date and or fig and an apple. And the reason why is because you could put them in pretty much anything. You can create bars, jams, pies. You could put them in like normal meals. I mean, the people put all kinds of crazy stuff like in burgers or sandwiches or, you know, things. It's a very versatile fruit. So something that you can put into pretty much anything. That's where I'm going with it as far as versatility goes. So that, that's, that's my answer. So I'm going to go next because my answer was in there. Uh, I was going to say peach, not actually, but as the joke because of the peach tree in Atlanta. Uh, but actually, my actual answer is, was also apple. Um, I think that it, it, apples are, are more firm. Um, I was going to also talk about its ability to be used for different things. But then I also think that this shoe for me has a couple like bad spots and apples have kind of, you know, you got to cut out a couple of those spots. And I think this, this iteration has a couple of those bad spots that I think will easily be cut out and then you can still eat the apple. You know what I mean? Like fix the couple things and then it's even better and it's, okay, or it's so fine. Today we learned that Nathan is not only a tongue snob, but an apple snob as well. <laughs> That's what I gathered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I'm totally with Nathan on this. Like, I totally understand. I am not like, I see that gross portion of the apple. I am not eating that. Like I'm cutting yeah, just, it out. Just cut yeah, it out. Dig that, that thing out. Oh, Those bruises, you know, I, I was going to go with dates. Then I thought about the apple thing and Nathan, Nathan got that. Was, well, dates, was, the, dates and... was dates the inappropriate one? No, it was going to say something else but it doesn't work because the fruit is very soft it doesn't apply i got another one um, sorry if you guys hear this i'm on monitor duty right now <laughs> so if you hear our little guys mode. talk if, yep. if you hear them talking don't worry about it you know what i'm i'm just gonna do this so i was gonna go with dried prunes because i love dried prunes <laughs> but there's just one thing that needs to be fixed with them, and that is the fiber content. Other than that, I would eat them all day long. So you just got to fix that one little piece. And then my, my wife will let me sleep in the house, and we're good. That's not an That's a good answer. Good. That's not, that could have been way worse. <laughs> that could have been way start, Mentally started way worse. And I go, how do I make this somewhat appropriate? You had vivid but, images of what you're like after eating too many. Yes, I did. Got yes, it. I did. Got it. That is not a good comparison to the shoe because it's not like I've got eight, 90 miles in this shoe and done lots of great stuff in it. But it's just there's that little thing you got to think, which I'm sure somebody there. I always, this is interesting to me because I know there are a lot, we have different, all different size feet. And for me, generally, I'm a size 10. Very rarely do I have to move anywhere else. There are lots of people who are like between sizes and I know it dry. And I've had plenty of patients and people talking about this and it drives them nuts. This might be a good shoe for that because it's definitely in between sizes. So that may work for, for somebody else. So it's a tweener. Yeah. I have a last tweener. second ad. And avocado right. is a fruit, right? 
It is. is hit the seed. Yeah. You know, you that could have been an alternative. Much anything. So that's versatile. Same thing where like I'll eat. I, I love avocado. But if I see that gross section, I am cutting that out. That will ruin my day. Why? Why are strawberries considered? So, OK, I'm just trying to understand why are strawberries considered fruit? If like part of the, if part of the definition of fruit is that the seeds are like on the inside, right? I think it's that they have seeds and the seeds can, can plant and then you, 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 they can, you know, reproduce, reproduce. Yeah. And grow. And, and, okay. So it doesn't matter placement of the (laughs) placement of the seeds on the fruit. I don't think so. Like, cause a raspberry is a fruit too. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I'll sprinkle it out there. You know, this we're is gonna make, we're example. making some plant biologists out there really upset. Going, <laughs> yeah, someone say, out there no, is like these guys need a lesson. No, this is a great example because I will have patients come to me and ask me questions on things that are way outside of my wheelhouse. Yep. Way, 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 way outside. But they're like, but you're a, you know, like you're in the medical profession, or you're. They even some say like you're a doctor, which is true, but I don't go by doctor. But it's like there's specialties for a reason. Like I'm a specialized in physical therapy. And so the scope of practice of that does not really permit me to talk about those things. That, and, and I think it's, it's interesting that I expect certain professionals, depending on their field, to be more knowledgeable about things that are way outside of their scope just because of their title as doctor or whatever. So hello, everybody. We don't know anything about fruit. <laughs> Please don't ask that. Anyway, do you guys have anything else that you want to add before I wrap us up? I I have to totally admit that I this to me is an exciting direction for Mizuno in the United States. They have a lot of cool stuff overseas that I'm always looking at, but out of respect, don't review because it's not available here. But this is cool to see them using pea backspace foams over here. Mizuno Energy has been great for a lot of shoes, it's just, it's cool to see them experimenting and trying different things. Cause the company, you know, Mizuno is great, but they tend to be much more conservative. So this to me is like, wow, this was very different from anything I was expecting. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think there's still some things that need to be like tweaked, which is what happens with any shoe model, especially a debut model. But I'm, I'm very excited to see what's coming. Yeah, I agree there. I think um, this is also, once they got rid of the wave shadow, this is the first time they have anything outside of, well, no, I, I want to say the only eight millimeter drop, but I think the other ones might be the sky might be, but, um, or 10 anyway, it's eight millimeters. I think that's nice. I don't think that you will expect the same kind of, you know, softness as, as kind of the mainstream shoes right now in this shoe. Um, you just won't get that. But if you, if you don't want that squishy softness, but you want to try something that does have that kind of protective feeling underfoot and some bounce when you really bounce, not so much bounce in this shoe, but it does give a, a propulsive feeling, right? The whole it's construction a, of it when you pick it up. A, it's a roller. It's one of those like smooth transitions, not necessarily bouncy. Yes. Yeah. The, so, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. The wave shadow still exists. It's still going. It's just not in the United States. And it's a very different shoe from what we tried. Yes. True. Just don't DJ, anything else for you? No. I think you guys okay. covered it. I mean, I'm excited to see where Mizuno goes. I think they did a great job, honestly, with the performance trainer. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a couple things they could probably fix up. 
that's the case with all shoes, like Matt said. Um, but this is still arguably going to be in the awards for me this year. I mean, I really like this shoe. It's just there's a couple things that do need to get fixed. Outside of that, I like it. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for, for joining us. If you have any questions, drop them below. We didn't compile a lot from last time, so we didn't do our mailbag time. But if you drop questions, we'll give you a shout out and answer those questions. Um, if you want to keep following what we're doing, check us out on docsofrunning.com. We have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, stuff that we update so that you can know the reviews that we're coming out with, as well as continually trying to add more science and footwear science-related articles, rehabilitation articles, injury-related articles. So we'll be doing those as well. Um, and we're just thankful that, that you guys are on this journey with us, and we just are continuing to try to find ways to grow our community. Um, it's weird to see the growth we've had and we want to steward kind of the platform that we're starting to get well. And so you'll see us trying to process how do we do that in the most responsible way and um, trying to get you guys the most helpful information that we can. So appreciate you all for following us. Um, oh, and on YouTube, sorry, I was supposed to mention two more on YouTube. You can Strava. subscribe and follow Strava. We have a Strava group and um, Strava on LinkedIn. our podcast our podcast yeah Bach doesn't want us to mention the linkedin or the pinterest <laughs> i didn't even i forgot we had a pinterest what was i don't, the, I don't oh, have a the tiktok the tiktok oh we have tiktok too yeah we do yeah oh man yeah. Bach Bach is amazing yeah. love that guy all right we have to get him on here if you guys want to hear Bach, you should comment below please comment we below get a, we get Bach get a, on get a barrage for Bach. What Bach I think could bring us is genuine questions from a, a runner who's not a PT. So um, we could bring him on for a shoe that he has also tested uh, and then maybe have some dialogues there would be nice. I so really, thanks again. I really, oh. I really want him to come on because he, I mean, it's, he's such an awesome person for us to have. It brings a different perspective. And so he's been, I just wanted to get on here. Totally. Totally. So please come. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.